and welcome back to the woods, a podcast about the legendary, the, did I fuck it up again? (laughs) (laughs) How the fuck does it go? Do we have it written up here somewhere? The mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird. I'm sure our listeners know it more than you do. I don't know why, I can't get it straight in my head. Anyway. Yeah. Welcome. What Sandy said. I'm Shazme. And I'm Sandy. And we're back. Yeah. Episode... 17, 18? 17 or 18. What episode is this? If you know, email us. Because we don't. <laughs> yeah, we don't. For a special sh- shout out in next week's episode. Wait, yeah. no, we can't do that yet. Because we're oh, recording, yeah, we're recording two episodes. <laughs> and for, uh, what was it? Two weeks from now. From when you're hearing this, right? Am I right? Am I wrong? I don't uh, know. Yeah, something like that. Uh, <sighs> oh, we have an update from The Zone. Do we? Is it about car stays? It is about car Oh stays. my god, I'm so excited. I've been like waiting for this all week. I know, it's been like, oh, it's been over a week for us. Oh yeah, it has. Oh, okay, tell me. Okay, so you know the spooktacular story of car stairs, Alberta. The the car fob's not working. Yeah, the, the mystery has been... has it is it aliens we'll get to that oh so damn they've discovered that what was causing the car fobs to stop working was a consumer device was um given off a signal that like interfered with the the radio signal for the car fobs a consumer consumer device so that means something that they sell in the store did they say what it no. was, or they just said consumer device? Consumer device. Sounds like they're hiding something. Exactly. Hmm. Yes. So yeah, Carstairs Alberta, shouts out to you guys, and you're probably alien facilities underneath the co-op. Yep. In- this specific <laughs> co-op in Carstairs Alberta. Perfect spot to have alien activity. You know what? You're right, because no one has ever heard of it. Exactly. Well, exactly. they have now. The Because up. of us. The jig's You're up, welcome. guys. They're coming for you. I don't know who, because the government works with aliens anyway, so... Someone. Someone is. <laughs> I would say, like, Ghostbusters or, like, Scooby-Doo, but, like, I don't think they, like, deal with aliens. Who Who's the alien hunter people? Aren't there, like, Scooby-Doo episodes where they, like, is, where it is centered around aliens? Or did I make that up? Do you remember that really wild Powerpuff Girl episode where there was, like, broccoli coming from space? Like, they were alien broccolis. And all these kids were like, how are we supposed to defeat these broccoli? Like, because, like, the broccoli, like, immobilized (laughs) their parents or whatever. okay. So, like, how are we going to eat the, or how are we going to destroy the broccoli? And then the Powerpuff Girls were like, guys, we're gonna have to eat eat it oh my god so they were all like great we have to and like they were pouring cheese on them and there was kids falling off of skyscrapers to eat this broccoli this sounds like the best thing ever we gotta watch it yeah (laughs) i remember i had that on vhs flat butter blast from the past i had it on vhs and i watched it all the time (laughs) and because of that episode i loved eating my broccoli with melted cheese on top yes flashback to the 90s oh yes and early 2000s yeah anyways <laughs> yeah 
speaking of it, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, after our episode last week, our good friend Gabby. You know Gabby. Gabby. Hey, Gabby. What's up, Gabby? Email us. We miss you. Anyways. <laughs> uh, she sent me this little story, I don't know, experience that her and her twin Lara have had with twin telepathy, and I'm going to read it to you. <clears throat> and I'm just quoting this, okay? Like, we were joking with our friend about us being terrible aunts to her future kid, and she was like, okay, so I'm keeping her away from you two, and at the same time, incomplete, and I mean complete, and like, she spelled complete with a space between each of the letters. <laughs> Unison. We said, so what? You're just gonna lock her away in a tower? So they said that in complete <laughs> unison, guys. That's like, that's that's spooky. Uh, and that's happened before, like, when we met our grade 7 teacher and he was like, so who's who? And we were both like, I'm, she's Gabby, she's, I'm Lara. And he was like, cool, you guys excited to be here? And we were both like, Yes. <laughs> Uh, um, and there was more. Oh, yes. So this is what I thought uh, was really cool. So Lara and Gabby, they both are really into filming and, you know, photography and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they always talk about filming their own, like, short films and movies. <clears throat> um, when Lara and I talk about scenes for ideal films or set up different scenarios, she and I tend to see the exact same thing. Like, she'll be like, oh, so then the girl is walking, and I'll be like, and it's dark, and she'll go with her long black hair trailing behind her. And I would be like, isn't it a veil? And then she'll be like, oh, yeah, sorry, it looked like hair. So it's like they're both having the same, wow. like, vision. Um, it's, it's kind of cool, but I feel like it's more than a coincidence since it happens all the time. So maybe it's not bullshit, Shazna. Maybe you should apologize <laughs> to Gabby and Lara. <laughs> Sorry, next time I will consult real life twins. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she goes, but that's not really telepathy. I don't know, Gabby. That kind of sounds like it sounds like telepathy, telepathy to, to me. Yeah, to us. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thank you for writing in. That was exciting. Yes. Glad you let us read read it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, how was your week, Sandy? My week feels like a blur, and I think it's because I'm trying to forget about it. But <laughs> today was really great. I don't know why. I worked for eight hours, but like I was like uh, when I got up this morning, I was like, ugh, I got to go to work. But when I was there, I'm like, this is fine. Uh, and we're doing donations for Telemiracle, so like mm, yep. that's been that's been fun. Mm-hmm. I like. Because we have all the hands up on all the walls, and some people write really funny things on them. Like, one one said, shut up, Ben. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Shut up, Ben. <laughs> shut up, Ben. I hope Ben sees that. <laughs> um, and then I got more than halfway done my audiobook, and I'm very excited about it. Ooh. You know, I always have to update Ian on, like... How far I am in my books. I don't know if he cares, but I always let him know. Which one are you listening to? Right now, I'm listening to The Roanoke Girls. So it's Ooh, a, yeah, it's a okay. psychological thriller. Mm. And it's, I can't tell you too much about it without spoiling anything because it's like one of those wild rides. 
but if you want to be creeped the fuck out mm-hmm. and want to be on the edge of your seat, definitely give it a listen. Okay, I'll have to write that one down. Yeah. I just downloaded a convenience store woman. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't listened to it yet, but I'm looking forward to it because it's really short. So yeah, it's only three hours. It'll it's like be a little a nice, novella. Like taste tester to get me back into audiobooks. Yeah, and it's funny. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it makes you. Also makes you question society and what is expected of you, but you also fall in love with the main character because, like, she doesn't understand social cues, mm-hmm. which I think is so that funny. That so interesting. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Um, um, yeah, this week I had a lot of car troubles. Oh, yeah, you, okay. <laughs> we have a lot of listeners who live farther south than ourselves. um and you know right now there's a a polar vortex over like most of north america and yeah it's it's pretty cold mostly everywhere but like we had a record low the other day of negative what 52 yeah it was horrendous because i had to work that day and i had to take two buses to get to work and i was how the buses were even running i don't no. The school buses weren't, but... No. Yeah, they Saskatoon Transit just... It was just going. Yeah. I was so tempted to call and be like, it's too and cold. And I worked that day, too. So, I got up... I thought my car started. I swear I heard it start, but when I went out to my car, it was dead. So, I had to, to quickly start my dad's truck and then, like, speed over to the school... Luckily, you know, schools are warm inside, <laughs> so I got to stay inside all day, but like, then my car didn't start for, like, until yesterday, because turns out that the cord to the block heater, that, yes, in Canada, we plug our cars in in the winter, because we because have to. Because if we don't, they won't start. Yeah, they're not going to start if we don't. Um, so, yeah, the, the cord to my block heater in my car uh, doesn't even work. Oh my god. Which is so... Okay, this is kind of crazy. A few <laughs> days before, I had said to my family, I have this theory that my b- cord to my block heater doesn't even work. And then it turns out it doesn't even work. <laughs> I literally had said it to them, so it's like I knew. I don't know, I have like... Guess it wasn't a theory. Like, yeah, I have like this weird tuition with... Intuition? Int- a weird intuition with my car. Or cars that I drive, where I can, like, tell that something's wrong. And no one believes me. It's like a mother with her children. Exactly. <laughs> no one believes me until it actually turns out that if something was wrong, and then they're like, oh, I guess we were right. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should listen to Shazley more often. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, so that sucked. And then now my car is still kind of on the fritz, but at least it runs. And... Uh, yeah, it was actually just kind of a sad week. <laughs> I feel that. And I was really surprised, because I went to work that, like, negative 52 day. <clears throat> and, like, that was when I posted on my Snapchat that my glasses were completely frozen over. Oh, yeah. Like, they were so frozen, <laughs> it hurt my cheeks. Oh, like, no. when I'd, like, smile or something, I'm like, this feels like a knife piercing my skin. But we were so busy, and I was expecting we'd be so slow that I'd be sent home That's early. That's so weird. But no. Everybody's, That's not what happened. Everybody's going grocery shopping that At day. negative 52 degree weather. And I was like, why on earth 
do you want to go grocery shopping right now? But, like, whatever. You do you, I guess. I didn't want to leave. The only thing nice about that day was that there was no wind. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been, like, minus a thousand. <laughs> We'd all be dead. <laughs> oh, it was all recording this from the grave. <laughs> yeah. Our cold, snowy, frozen grave. That was awful and it's still so cold i don't actually know how cold but it like look i was so excited so the other cold. day yesterday i was excited yesterday because it was minus 32 with the wind chill like i was excited about that because i was <laughs> it like it's warmer than minus 50 because i was like hey i only have to wear two layers of pants today <laughs> let that sink in but I did wear my long socks. I was very warm. I was so close to buying a ticket to like anywhere warmer than here. Honestly, I think ne- I can next only year... afford a one-way ticket, but that's okay. Next year, when I'm like working full time and not in school, I think I'm gonna invest in like some good ski pants because I am so tired of being so cold. Yeah, that's a good idea. I don't care if I'm a walking marshmallow. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know how people send each other good vibes? Yeah. Can our, like, warm American friends and whoever... I think we have people in, like, Chile and what's blood got to do with it? You guys guys are from warmer places. send us warm vibes? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's why we're recording on a Sunday. Because I my car didn't work for me to come to Sandy's on a Thursday. Yeah, we were supposed to record, but it was way too cold. And, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, okay. Speaking well, of other podcasts from podcasts from warm places, yes. Shout out. <laughs> uh, shout out. Well, I guess I sort of did. What's blood got to do with it? Yes. I hope you're having a warmer time than we are. Yeah. Um, warm vibes to you. Yeah. Listen to their like recent episodes. Um, what's blood got to do with it? If you're listening, I guess you know why I want everyone to listen. <laughs> Has to do with the emails we sent back and forth. Did. Did you ever read them? No, I didn't read them, but you you told me about them. I'll have to read it. I'm just excited because they're sort of going to be talking about me, and I'm very egotistical. But (laughs) you should just listen to them anyway because they're great and they're funny. Undercover Coven, as always, their their recent episode, like, that came out last week, they were talking about, like, weird things happening in the woods. Like, it had to go with their story. And then in the middle of it, they're like, oh, yeah, shout out to the (laughs) woods. And they're like, well, their opening says, like, weird things happen in the woods. And I was like, you're right. Were we wrong? Were we, according to that story, we were not. We were very no. right. Uh-uh, yep. We um, were right. Mainland Podcast, they reached out to us on Twitter. I've been listening to them. Their uh, whole podcast is about the history and just weird things in British Columbia. So if you're into that, I was very into it. I mean, at least they're warmer than us. Pro- yeah. BC. Yeah, a lot warmer okay. than Saskatchewan. On, on that negative 52 degree day, <laughs> Sylvia posted something on her Instagram and it's like plus three. And I was I like, know. fuck you. Anyway. Oh my God. And Kills and Chills, they shouted us out. Uh, and they're big My Chemical Romance fans, or at Woo! least one of them is. And any My Chemical Romance friend is a friend of mine. <laughs> um. Anyway, I think that's it. Um, no. Oh. oh, I have one. Oh, okay. uh, nothing ever happens in Canada. Oh, right. Shouts out to uh, them because uh, warm vibes to you too because I'm also in Canada and I know how yeah. cold it is right now. <laughs> so but um, yeah, no, they're so sweet. They shouted us out on Twitter and that was amazing because I cried. 
<laughs> well, they said um, they said we're one of their new fave shows, and they said we're hilarious. And I'm, I'm like, so glad. I'm so glad heart. I'm not the only one who thinks See, we're funny. See, that warmed my heart. Yeah, in this negative we're a little less weather. cold. Still yeah. cold, but a little less. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Uh, thanks to all our podcast friends and our listeners. You guys are all wicked cool and awesome. And we have some exciting stuff coming up soon that we're working on. So stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Share us with your other friends, please. Because we oh, need more friends. something I keep forgetting <laughs> to mention, and oh, no. I'm just gonna mention now Kay. so I don't forget. All right. So a while ago we did a promo swap with What's Blood Got to Do with It? Yeah. And it was great. Mm-hmm. So if anyone else wants to do a promo swap, oh yeah, let us know. Send us your promo. We'll send you ours. It'll be great. Let's bond. Yeah, even if you don't want our promo, because we suck, <laughs> we'll take yours. <laughs> okay, I guess. Spread the love. <laughs> well, I mean, if we suck, why are you listening to us? Do you hate yourself? <laughs> I mean, some people like are like like masochists and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> suffer. <laughs> that just gave me flashbacks from high school. I know. All right. Um, <laughs> that was so funny. Um, Sandy, can I introduce this week's talk- topic? You can, because I know this is, like, your favorite thing ever. Is it? I don't know. Oh. In high school, well, you I were have... like, ah, I oh, love this day. Yeah, that's true. And then... And when we watched Nightmare Before Christmas, you're like, I would have walked into the heart-shaped door. You're right. Anyway, okay, so I just have something really funny to share, and that's okay. <laughs> it speaks to my emo soul, okay? Oh. <laughs> okay, so this week we bring you a very special Valentine's Day themed episode. Happy Love Day. Happy Love Day. <laughs> um, so. To start us off, I wanted to give you all a quote from the legendary, the fabulous, one of my main faves, because we share the same birthday. Ugh, yeah. Mr. Pete Wentz himself. <laughs> you know, the bassist from Fall Out Boy. Yeah, him. I think he's bassist, right? Yes. Or is Something he a guitarist? Like, I thought he was a guitarist. He's totally the guitarist. Ignore me. Because for the longest time, like, when I was young, I thought he was the lead sing- singer, because I'm like... Well, he's always the lead He's the, the attractive videos. one. He must be the lead singer. <laughs> the attractive one. All right. But, but yeah, no, I think you're right. He might just be the guitarist. But yeah. I know he's not the lead singer, because Patrick Stump. Yeah. Patrick Stump is amazing. But anyway, okay. So, he says... Oh, yeah, by the way, this is from a magazine from, like, 2008 or 2009 that I actually owned at some point in my life. Yeah, she did. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) So it says, from Pete Wentz, I had a girlfriend once, and I wanted to give her a photo of my heart, like an x-ray. So I went to my doctor and complained about pains in my chest. He listened to me and looked at me and said, there's nothing wrong with you. So I told him about my plan, and he liked it, so he sent me to the hospital, and I got an x-ray. That's so cute. But, like, weirdest, best, uh, like, love gift ever. (laughs) I mean, 
To be honest, like, if Ian presented me with that, I don't know how I feel. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool. Like, part of me would be like, that's so adorable. But another part of me would be like, why in the world? <laughs> what made you think of that? Like, what am I supposed to do with I would, this? I would like, frame, frame it and it? hang it. I just think that, I guess it'd be like a good, like, icebreaker. Like, who, oh, like what is that? I wouldn't, like, if somebody asked me about it, I wouldn't tell them. I, I'd be like, oh, okay. that's Ian's chest. <laughs> I don't know. So I know exactly where his heart but, is. I don't know. I just I think X-rays kind of look cool. So it would be a cool thing to have on your wall. No, I was just thinking, yeah, like just menacingly say, so I know where his heart is. But then I was remembering how like you and Undercover Coven have that running joke that I'm gonna kill people, <laughs> and I've just added to it. Oh my god! Everyone thinks it's so funny. Well, because it is. <laughs> like, Gabby was saying, oh, it's so funny, and then Sylvia thought it was funny. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, happy Valentine's Day to all you yeah, lovebirds. Yeah, this comes out before Valentine's Day, but... Oh, yeah, it comes out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, this week is Valentine's week, yeah. though, because uh, holidays are Spread celebrated the love. over a week. Um, also, to all my single ladies out there, ooh, hint for next week's episode... Uh, happy galentine's day because i am also a single lady so okay um but yeah okay it's been long enough oh my gosh yeah we talked too much this is like we've never done well we just had so much to talk about. It's just so we damn did. cold out. This is fine. Everyone want, Everyone thinks we're funny. It's fine. <laughs> we're so funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started. Okay, Sadi, what do you have to creep me out this week? I'm really excited about it. Is I mean, it creepy? Oh, wait, yeah. You kind of told me what it was. So yeah. It's true it's crime. scary. It's sad. But it's... I don't, I, know, I don't want, like, oh, this is such a, like, someone died, and I understand that, and people were affected, and people are, are still being affected by this, so I do want to say that, mm-hmm. but also this story just gets really weird at the end. Oh. So. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I'm listening. On Valentine's Day, so February 14th of what, 2000. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's coming up so soon. <laughs> no. Uh, of 2007, this man, named Stephen Grant, called the Macomb County Sheriff's Office in Michigan to report that his wife was missing. The missing wife was 34-year-old Tara Lynn Grant. According to Stephen, she had been missing since February 9th, so she had been missing for five days before he reported her missing, and he told the police that he didn't report her missing sooner because this was not the first time that Tara had just vanished. Mm. Also, to add to the mystery, he overheard Tara talking on the phone with someone, and she had told the person on the phone that she'd meet them at the end of her driveway. After that, he saw her get into a dark-colored car, and he hadn't seen or heard from her since then. Spooky. The day after Tara was reported missing, the lovely husband, Steve, was pulled over by police and arrested because he was driving with a suspended license. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So. Not because his wife is missing? No, because he was driving without a suspended license. Not because license. he is the first suspect in a disappearance no. case of his wife? No. It was because he was driving with a suspended license. Interesting. Yes. 
So he made tons of media appearances, and, like, in these appearances, he'd accuse the police of harassing him. He's like, the only reason they arrested me was because they want to question me about Tara's disappearance. But, like... Like, no, they arrested you because you were driving with a suspended license, and I wrote you fucking more. (laughs) (laughs) But while you're here, sir, let's talk about your wife. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about your wife. Um, Police also said that Stephen was not cooperating with them. He, like, never answered the questions they gave him. He did agree to take a polygraph test, however, as long as someone other than the police administered it. Hmm. So later, on March 2nd, the police finally got a search warrant to check the house, they ended up finding Tara's torso in a plastic bin in the garage. Um, they eventually found more of Tara's body parts scattered throughout a wooded area near a park called Stony Creek Metro Park. Mm-hmm. While the police searched the house, Stephen ended up fleeing in a pickup truck that he borrowed from a friend. The friend apparently didn't know that he had done this or that he was running away. He was just like, oh yeah, take my truck. Oh my god. Um... And while Stephen was missing, an ex-girlfriend came forward with evidence proving that um, him being all concerned about his wife at the beginning uh, was all bullshit. He had apparently sent his ex-girlfriends a bunch of emails where he mocked his marriage vows. Mm-hmm. And that, and this ex-girlfriend was a nursing student and he'd co- or constantly tell her that he wanted her to practice sponge baths on him. Gross. Ew, uh... Yeah. And he also said that he was suspicious of his wife. He thought that she was still having relations with an ex-boyfriend or maybe even with an older guy at her job. I guess, I don't know, maybe he wanted, like, someone to feel sorry for him. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So on March 4th, police ended up tracking a a cell phone call that Stephen made to his sister. And with the help of the United States Coast Guard helicopter crew, Stephen was caught hiding in the Wilderness State Park. Um, as we've basically established, he's not a very smart person and mm-hmm. didn't think this through. And I guess he forgot that to hide in the wilderness, you actually need to have a plan and be prepared. Oh my god, yeah. Or at least wear warmer clothes. Because when they found him, he was just wearing pants, a shirt, and socks. He didn't even bother to put on shoes. <laughs> so when they found him, he had minor frostbite and hypothermia, and I wrote LOL. <laughs> You better be thankful he didn't come here to hide. LOL. (laughs) So afterwards, he was taken to Northern Michigan Hospital where he was treated for his hypothermia. And it was during his stay here that he confessed to everything. He said that Mm. he had killed Tara during an argument after she slapped him. So after Mm. slapping him, he said that he strangled her and then took the body to a family-owned tool and dye shop. So that's a shop where um they cut or shape certain material Mm. uh and it was at the shop that he dismembered her body he scattered the body in stony creek metro park but when he realized that police would be searching there he went back to grab her torso and then threw it in a plastic garbage bag in the garage on march 6 grant was charged with count one homicide murder in the first degree and with count two disinter interment or mutilation of a dead body count one homicide in the first degree is punishable by life in prison uh, and dismemberment of a dead body is punishable by 10 years in prison or a five thousand dollar fine or both uh on february 21st of 2018 or not 2018 2008 
he was sentenced to a minimum of 50 years in prison. And then in March of 2015, Stephen Grant put out a petition for writ of habeas corpus, but it was denied. So Stephen was claiming that police improperly obtained his confession on the hospital bed because he was being treated for hypothermia. So basically he was saying that like, they shouldn't have used that confession against him because he was being treated for hypothermia. But it was, like, <laughs> it was minor frostbite and hypothermia. It's not like you were, yeah. I don't know. I'm cold. Don't take anything I say seriously. Yeah, like, I'm cold too, okay? <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's more to the story. Mm-hmm. While Stephen was waiting for his trial in 2007, he was housed at the Maycomb County Jail, and he made a lady friend there. Ooh. And her name was Jennifer Kukla. Jennifer, Hi, Jen. she was a ride. She was 31 at the time, and she was sentenced to life in prison for fatally stabbing her eight and five year old daughters. Aww. Yeah. Jennifer was found mentally ill, but she was still found guilty of first degree murder. Mm-hmm. Police discovered the bodies of her daughters and her family's three pet Pomeranians. What? Yeah, in Jennifer's mobile home on February 4th of 2007. Jennifer claimed that she heard the voice of Satan telling her to kill the girls and the dogs. Uh, so while Jennifer was in the mental ward at the Maycomb County Jail, she exchanged, and I quote, more than a dozen sexually su- suggestive handwritten notes with Stephen. Stephen said in one of the notes that he wished they could arrange, and I'm quoting again, a rendezvous in the closet one of these days and he added a little smiley face on the notes jeez uh, oh my god this sounds like middle school when you have like, notes to each other let's have a rendezvous in the closet Ooh, okay <laughs> uh, he also told her that he missed his son and his daughter and even his wife he said I have to tell you that you are the first person to ask if I miss Tara and the answer is yes He also told Jennifer that exchanging the notes with her helped keep him sane. Uh, Jennifer said that the only reason she was exchanging notes with him was because she wanted to know what he would say about his crime. Mm. Uh, And then Jennifer ended up having an interview with the police about Stephen, and she said that he talked about how the media was focused around his case, and he would refer to himself as Mr. Mom. It never said why. What? But all right. Uh, she said that in one of the notes, Stephen talked about killing his wife and how he felt like a cool celebrity because he was on TV. Gross. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ew. Gross. Uh, Jennifer has since been transferred to Huron Valley Women's Complex, and Stephen was also moved to another prison, and it doesn't look like they're still sending notes and letters to each other. So, yeah. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day. Wow. <laughs> ew. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. He's nasty. Mm-hmm. But then again, Jen just being like, I just want to see what, like, he'd said say. about his crimes. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought that was really funny because, like you said, it did feel like such a middle school thing. Like, I'm just using you because, I don't know. Yeah. Because I want to know, like, I mean, what you did. I would probably do this thing. <laughs> I just went out with you as a bet. Like, I don't yeah, know, something dumb like bet, that. okay? Like... This means nothing. Yeah. Our secret rendezvous in the closet? No. Wanna go out with me? Yes. LOL, JK. LOL, JK, my brother took my phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. Uh, it's like those Facebook clips. 
post and it's like, LOL, so-and-so's brother hacked her Facebook or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, my God. I like how a lot, like, oh, someone hacked my Facebook, but it's like, they just left it logged in. And yeah, it's like, that used to make me hacker so mad man. because I was like, I actually know what hacking is, okay? You didn't get hacked. <laughs> you don't Insert know the meme hacker codes. man here. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, they used to annoy me. I was like, you noob. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was interesting. I thought so, too. So, like, happy Valentine's Day. Instead of, like, taking you out on a beautiful date and buying you roses, I'm gonna, like, fucking murder you and hack you into pieces. Well, he didn't murder her on Valentine's Day. He reported her missing on Valentine's Day because he's such a romantic and he was so concerned about not having the love of his life with him on Valentine's Day. So he said that she got into a car with some guy and never came back. Yeah. Happy Valentine's. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he just wants somebody to feel sorry for him because he's making up all these, like, stories saying, like, Mm -hmm. she's, like, having an affair or, like, Mm -hmm. she went out with some other guy on Valentine's Day. And, like, like he was saying that she'd disappear yeah. Like, all the time, so... So he was just trying to make himself look, like, innocent and mm-hmm. have people, like, feel bad for him, but in really, reality, he was just an awful person. Yep. Great. I hope he burns in hell. <laughs> or freezes to death in You know Canada, what? At minus 52 the, at weather. At this point, I'd say... Fr- I mean, he already... <laughs> he got minor frostbite. Might as well just go for the whole yeah, thing. Just, just, <laughs> let's just go for the whole thing. Go okay. figure, go home. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, no. Okay. So, yeah, no. Every February 14th, yeah, no. Valentine's Day. Uh, across the world, candy, flowers, and gifts are exchanged between loved ones, all in the name of St. Valentine. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> but on this particular day... Instead of chocolates and flowers and teddy bears, it rained bullets. <laughs> the, you know, that that's actually, that sounds like a line we would write as 15-year-olds. Oh my god, right? I was Instead of that. flowers and teddy bears, it's gonna rain bullets. Well, <laughs> dude, like, bullet for my valentine. Yeah. Like, there's the MCR song, Demolition Lovers. Yeah. Um, God, the whole Three like Cheers for Sweet Revenge album was oh, about, yeah. like, the two lovers and, yeah. and stuff. So, like, that is true. This speaks to my soul. Okay, so. We're going back, you know, about 100 years in, myster- in history. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> in history. <laughs> to uh, a-, a time where gang warfare ruled the streets in Chicago. In the 1920s. This was during Prohibition when bootlegging, speakeasies, which were illegal pubs, gambling, and prostitution were all highly illegal and highly dangerous. It was Valentine's Day of 1929 on North Clark Street in Chicago when four men dressed as police officers entered the headquarters of the notorious Irish gangster Bugs Moran. I thought you were just going to do that bugs, and I was going to be like, nice. (laughs) Of bugs. (laughs) You could just call them bugs if we want. (laughs) Um, Expecting a shipment of illegal booze at his warehouse, 
Moran Runyon late for the meeting himself, seeing the cops and decided to wait outside in the chance that they were there to make arrests. The costumed men lined seven of Moran's henchmen against a wall and opened fire, releasing around 70 rounds of ammunition, killing all of them. Why? It was a gain war between the... <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, between Bugs Moran and the one and only infamous El Capone. Ah, uh, I was, I was going to say, I've been there and then not explain myself. <laughs> I've been to the tunnels in Moose Jaw. That's yeah, what I, I know. Mean. Well, we'll get to that later, but... Cause, I've <laughs> yeah, I've been there. It's like, uh, I, I should have just... That said. was like a hundred years ago, Sandy. I'm sorry. I mean, this week on The Woods, we find out that Sandy is a time traveler. Oh god, the government <laughs> would come for me. You know it would. <laughs> Okay, so from 1924 to 1930, the rise of gang-related violence and crimes coincided with the reign of the well-known gangster Al Capone, also known as Scarface, who had taken over from his boss, Johnny Torrio, in 1925 after being seriously wounded in an assassination attempt. So Johnny Torrio decided to go retire to Brooklyn because uh, he was, like, hurt. (laughs) Me too. I don't blame him. Uh, and Al Capone took over. During his reign, Al's net worth was between 60 to $100 million. And that was 100 years ago, so uh, yeah, a, lot a lot more. He was known for gunning down his enemies anywhere between 16 to 64 murders in a year between 1924 and 1929. So, uh, yeah, uh, I wouldn't get in his way. Because you'll be dead. <laughs> Um, George Bugs Moran was a criminal who was in charge of the Northside Gang in Chicago during the bootlegging era that was the 1920s. He and Al Capone had a bitter rivalry as they were both fighting for control of the smuggling and trafficking business in Chicago. This wasn't the first attempt at murder on each other either. One time, Moran and his crew drove by a hotel where Capone and his members were having a lunch. You know, some like nice afternoon tea. Got yeah, those little course. finger sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, no up. alcohol because it was illegal. So definitely, they were drinking tea. Of course, English breakfast with their pinkies up. Yep. Probably. I can see it now. Classy. Mm-hmm. So, six cars drove past the Illinois hotel, showering over 1,000 bullets on the gangster's whereabouts. Wow. See, I told you it was going to rain bullets. I love it. It was a $50,000 bounty on Capone's, Cap- Capone's head that triggered the final straw for our good old bud, L. <laughs> he ordered for Moran's gain to be obliterated. Once... And for all. February 14th was going to be the day. There was an expected whiskey delivery to Moran's headquarters, but when he seen some policemen go inside before him, he thought, maybe I should wait a while, just in case, you know, this is a raid and my men are going to be arrested. Because why would he want to get arrested, you know? Yes. But instead, seven of his best men, including his two best killers, Frank and Pete Gunzenberg, were being assassinated by Al Capone's own men. Um, so Frank was still alive when the real police showed up, but when he was asked who shot him, he didn't tell. 
He wouldn't tell. I guess this was like a thing. Gangsters just wouldn't tell on each other. I guess, though, they, they don't like the cops, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, I hear about that a lot. It's like... It's like beef between person's... them. They yeah. They want to keep it that way. But I'm just like... Well, I guess this is different. I was just remembering how there was this, like, tweet, I guess, or a meme. I don't know. After, like, I'm sure all of you know who El Chapo is. But, like, how they found, like, oh, El Chapo's friends built him this tunnel. And they're like, it's so good. And it's like, oh, my friends would, like, not do that. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> my friends won't even let me borrow five bucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Alone build me a fucking tower, yeah, tunnel so I can escape from prison. <laughs> yeah. I'm so tired of all these fake friends. Ugh, fake friends. <laughs> so when asked days later, Moran said only Capone kills like that. So, you know, like showering bullets on people. Yeah. But Al said that only Moran was capable of killing like that. <laughs> What's the truth? (laughs) Al claimed to have been in his Florida home at the time of the murder, and no one was ever brought to trial. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre was the last confrontation between Capone and Moran, Capone being arrested and incarcerated in 1931, and Moran losing so many important men that he could no longer control his territory. Though the St. Valentine's Day Massacre marked the end of any significant gain opposition to Capone's rule in Chicago, it can also be said to have marked the beginning of his downfall. With his highly effective organization, his impressive income, and his willingness to ruthlessly eliminate his rivals, Capone had become the country's most notorious gangster, and the newspaper even dubbed him Public Enemy Number 1. Federal authorities began investigating Capone after he failed to appear before a federal grand jury March of 1929. When he finally appeared and testified, federal agents arrested him for contempt of court. Capone posted bond and was released, only to be arrested in Philadelphia that May on charges of carrying a concealed weapon. Capone served nine months in prison and was released for good behavior. Oh, good for him. The good little gangster. (laughs) Could you imagine, like, a children's book? I was just thinking, for some reason, that reminded me of the little engine that could. The little gangster The good little gangster. I'm writing this. Copyrighted. Trademarked. I got it. Don't touch. Gabby. (laughs) Start start drawing off the graph. (laughs) So in February of 1931, a federal court found Capone guilty on the contempt charge and sentenced him to six months in Cook County Jail. Meanwhile, the U.S. Treasury Department had launched an investigation of Capone for income tax evasion. Classic. Yep. This is so typical. I know. Through diligent forensic accounting, the Internal Revenue Service was, or the IRS, beware the IRS, (laughs) (laughs) was able to put together a case, and in June of 1931, Capone was indicted for evasion of federal income tax. Pay your damn taxes. Honestly. Mm-hmm. So many criminals get caught because they didn't pay their taxes. Like, out of all of the things. <laughs> murder, so weak. no. Like, how pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> Convicted that October after an internal 
inter internationally publicized trial, Capone was sentenced to 11 years in prison, first in Atlanta and later in the infamous Alcatraz. Ooh, Not to yes. be mixed up with the Harry Potter Azkaban. <laughs> <laughs> Which I used to get mixed up all the time. Oh, How you? could you blame me? I was like, maybe that's what it's. They're like Based the same thing. Totally. Alcatraz, totally. They're both on like islands. Yeah. Like, they're so, totally the same thing. I've been meaning to reread that series. I don't know. I'm not very good with reading books. Anyway, that's just a footnote. <laughs> <laughs> so he was released in 19, blah, 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 1939, but later died in his Florida home in 1947. Yes. Seven years after the event, one of, or the event being the, the yeah. massacre, one of the hitmen, Jack McGurn, so one of the police, fake police peeps, uh, he was murdered in a crowded bowling alley by a machine gun. And though the killer has never been identified, it is highly speculated that it was most likely Moran himself. Mm. Yeah. Um, so here in Saskatchewan, we actually do have some connections with Mr. Al Capone. Yep. Which I should actually cover on an episode in the future. We should totally the tunnels do it. or just Al the, Capone? No, well, both. Honestly, there's. You so know, much I always said that when Dylan comes visit us, the first place I'd take him is the tunnels, just because like I know he'd like them. Yeah, <laughs> Dylan, it's are you listening? so interesting. It's yeah, like, and like he's really into history, so. Yeah. But okay, for those who don't know, in Saskatchewan, we have a little town city place called Musha. And um, in Musha is a bunch of underground tunnels. So we have um, the ones from Prohibition. It's where they used to like smuggle the booze around and stuff like that. And it's said that during the kind of crazy peak times in Chicago, Al Capone would come up to Moose Jaw and chill out for a while, running mm, yep. yeah, in running the some little tunnel stuff up here. Um, you can actually go there and do a tour where. You go through the tunnels, and it's as if you're Al Capone's buddy. Yeah, like, it's, there's, like, two separate tours. So there's the Al Capone, and then there's the uh, Chinese yeah, immigration. Which, which so, we like, should also cover yes. on the pod. <laughs> so the thing, I remember last Halloween, like, not 2018, but, wait, no, was it 2018? No, no it 2017, 2017. Right? Uh, we went to the tunnels before your Halloween party. Yeah, because I was living in Moose Jaw. Yeah. So first we went to the Al Capone one, and, like, the whole vibe is, like, super cool. You're like, ha, huh, I'm I'm a bootlegger, and it's so cool. Yeah, it was so happy and upbeat. Yeah, and then you go into the <laughs> immigrant one, and you're like, the world is you're awful, crying. and I'm gonna, like, cry, and because you, oh these people were just yeah. so, like, obviously colonialism. Yeah, you know, like, the whole thing where Canadians are so nice. Well, They're not. Canadians have never done wrong in their entire life. Yeah, yeah no. Um, well, like, go to Moose Jaw. I, I get see. so mad when people are like, oh, well, like, at least we're, like, better than the U.S. And I no. feel like that's, or like, I feel like that's time, erasing. Lots of people don't even realize that we've had slavery here. Or, like, the Japanese internment camps. Yeah. During, I think it's World War Two. Yeah. In B.C. We should talk about that, too. But so, anyway. what we're just saying <laughs> is that racism is alive, has always been alive and well in Canada, and... Oh, you... and we haven't even talked about the racism towards the Indigenous Canadians, I know. Either. So, it's yeah. just... It's I, I, I hate thing. it when people are like, oh, we're so much better in the U.S. Because it definitely erases... Like, yeah, we have, like, free, free health care. <laughs> we have, like, more affordable education, and, like, that's great. But, like, 
we ate were, no and going through the chinese immigrant tunnel like oh god that was it was just it's so, so well like okay so like i suffer from sad during the winter so like mm-hmm. seasonal affective disorder and <laughs> we were walking around in the tunnels like the tour guide was saying like they just spent all their times down here because they knew Canadians didn't like them. And I'm just like, I can feel how depressed they must have been. Yeah. Like, you can just feel that vibe. Uh, so, yeah, if you want, it, like, it gives you whiplash, the, the vibe change. Yeah, uh, but we recommend it. It's cold down there. It is very cold, and it's just very sad. Mm-hmm. And, um,. But if you're ever in Saskatchewan, go, go there. To the tunnels. Because it's probably the most interesting thing we have here. And then you can go get fudge after. Yeah, because there's a nice little candy yeah. store right down the street. Yeah. But yeah, I, I lived in that town for a while, and it's it's a really cool... Well, yeah. it's not a town. It's a city. But whatever, it's a really cool place. To a lot of you listening, it's a town. Yeah, it's it's small. <laughs> <laughs> to people in Saskatchewan, it's a city. Yeah. Um... But, well, I think we should definitely cover that on another episode. Definitely. There's so much history behind that and stuff. Yeah. And, like, yeah, we went on kind of a political tangent, but, like, whatever. <laughs> we can talk about even more politics then. Yeah. And the opiate crisis stuff that happened down there, too. That's so interesting. Yeah. Beads. Anyway. Um, anyway, more, uh, just a reminder, if you're racist, please leave. Yeah. <laughs> Go away. Same with the anti-vaxxers. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Um, Is that it? I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's everything. Um, wow. So, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the Woods Podcast. Tweet us at Woods Podcast. Don't forget to drop an email at thewoodspodcast at gmail.com. We have a blog. <laughs> we, just, we have a blog? I haven't been on that website in three months. <laughs> We should know. delete our blog. Honestly, probably. <laughs> we'll probably delete our blog and make something else instead. Uh, but <laughs> if you want to check it out before we delete it, it's thewoodspodcast.home.blog. This would be so funny if people like go and listen to our first episode. They're like, ooh, a blog. And they go on there. It's, it's like, error, page not found. <laughs> and then they'll finally catch up like 18 episodes later and they're like, oh, that's why. So shout out to you in the future. <laughs> Thanks to Jason Shaw for our theme music, Running Waters. Yeah, and we'll see you in a few minutes. You'll see us in a week. Yeah, you'll see us in a week, but we'll talk to you in a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye.